0: Hello everyone and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here to talk about another Carolina Panthers victory! Woo! Back to back! Two and two. This season started off rough, but we are on a roll now.
1: Yeah, it is. Guess who's back? <laughs> and hopefully if this the Saints lose tonight, or, you know, Sunday night, I guess, you know, yeah. be tied for the division lead...
0: That's right. Uh, mm. Carolina Panthers 16, Houston Texans 10. This was a defensive battle,
1: but we came out victorious. Yeah, we did. That defense looks good. That defense looks, dare I say, championship caliber.
0: Oh, yeah. On a day when the offense really struggled. Yeah. Uh, came up against another very tough defense in Houston, but the the offense was able to do enough to win there were some hiccups
1: yeah yeah (laughs) there are some hiccups but we kept their x factors in check Deshaun and Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins couldn't really get going today either one
0: yeah the second game in a row where the Panthers go up against a very mobile quarterback with a very good number one receiver and Second week in a row, we kind of were able to shut both of them down. Uh, Deshaun Watson didn't hardly run at all. I think they learned something from that game last week.
1: I think what we did is we collapsed a pocket mostly from the front and then the sides. So he didn't have a space to step up and squirt through that middle because there was that one run he had and it was straight up the middle. But other than that, he didn't get much going in at all.
0: Yeah, they ended up with 136 rushing yards as a team, Mm -hmm. but a lot of those came on really two long plays. Mm -hmm. Uh, Duke Johnson had a 40-yarder, and then Carlos Hyde had a 25-yarder. I mean, you take those away, and this is a dominant performance from the defense. Hell, even added those, this is still a dominant performance from the defense. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 160 yards passing, no touchdown. And a lot of
1: that is whenever he got so much pressure he got to squirt it out to his mm-hmm. uh running back and they would run for 20 yards or so
0: yeah yeah uh a couple oh, of those I'm plays so- were just broken i'm sorry plays. their
1: longest pass play was only 14 yards so well remember they that one to carlos
0: hyde i'm sure is the one you're thinking of or i'm sorry duke johnson is the one you're thinking of mm-hmm. and they called that a rush because he threw uh- it behind the line of scrimmage Or uh, behind, I guess, going backwards. So they actually called that a rush. Um, So that's where that 40-yard rush from Duke Johnson came from. But you're right. uh, We were able to... This was, was, especially in the first half, classic Carolina Panthers bend, don't break defense. Mm -hmm. Because in the first half, they were really marching up and down the field.
1: Yeah, they were moving the ball. Not, Not marching. I don't know if I'd say that. But they were definitely moving the ball. They were getting into scoring
0: position. I mean, they had, of course, a missed field goal to start. Mm. And then, <laughs> then they had a made field goal. And then they had a very interesting trick play that just tricked themselves. <laughs> <laughs> where DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> threw a nice interception to Ross Cockrell. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, other, I mean, we just we shut them down. But I do remember in the first half at one point they showed a – graphic of total yards and total time of possession and they were just destroying us in total yards and time of possession but they weren't scoring and that's that's classic panthers defense
1: yeah they really did have that time of possession in that first half but
0: yeah well let's talk about the panthers i feel like we've been talking about houston this whole time
1: yeah let's do that
0: yeah uh a game manager like game from kyle allen today Mm mm-hmm nothing crazy he did not throw four touchdowns today he did not throw any touchdowns today
1: yeah my bold prediction was uh four tw- touchdowns short uh
0: my bold prediction was that we would have the longest offensive touchdown of the year and we didn't even come close uh, <laughs> so but, but we uh, got
1: the w and that's all that really that's bad. right
0: we did get the w uh but it, you you touched well we touched on it a little earlier but Kyle Allen Three fumbles,
1: Ooh. all lost. Yes.
0: That is killer. And honestly, Houston is going to be looking back at this game as a game of missed opportunities for them, I think.
1: I Yeah, there was. It was. There was a lot of missed opportunities by them. But at the same time, we this is the fourth game in a row that we've started the game off offensively with a turnover. That has to be a record or something.
0: I Yeah, it, it's, it's a record you don't want to have.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And, uh, Kyle and
1: Allen I, did fumble twice. Two of those are from his fumbles. He's got to get a handle on that ball. Two hands on the ball when you're in the pocket, not throwing the ball. That's fundamentals.
0: Well, w- like I said, we were fortunate to come out with a win on this one, and that's something that I hope the coaching staff really gets with Kyle Allen on during practice this week. And maybe even Cam can come in there and talk to him about how to secure that ball.
1: I also want him to talk to Christian McCaffrey, and I want DJ Moore there to listen. Because every time Christian McCaffrey catches a pass or runs past the line and he sees somebody, he puts both hands, hugs the ball, and goes down. Not necessarily goes down, but he until he goes down. Mm -hmm. DJ Moore and Kyle Allen both need to learn that. Skill because one of those fumbles was kyle allen running forward and it got punched out because the way he was holding it
0: That's right and that actually would have been a play that would have gained us probably a first down mm-hmm. But you know, like you said again uh, And this was we were in scoring range
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I believe last week was the same thing we were in scoring range And even the even the game previous to that I believe we were getting close to scoring range So these are points that we're taking off the board. Yep And giving the other team a shot, especially the first drive of the game when you really want to get some positive momentum going. I'm shocked, honestly. Not shocked, but I'm, I guess, pleasantly surprised at how resilient this team has been. You know, having to deal with that every single game so far. Mm -hmm. And I'll be very curious to see next week if they figure out how to stop that from happening because that's going to come back and bite you at some point.
1: Yeah, it will. And talk about resiliency. Kyle Allen, every time it's happened, he has bounced back and continued to play well when he's in there, getting the ball out.
0: That's true. He does. He seems to stay positive, but three lost fumbles in a single game, you still come out with the victory. So it doesn't look quite so bad, but that's bad.
1: Oh, that's definitely bad. I, I think what bad. they're going to have to do is give him a football this, this week and be, you hold on to this ball, learn how to hold it correctly. Every time a defensive player or anybody comes around, they swipe at it. I know that's yep. what they did with Tiki Barber back in the day, and he had fumbleitis.
0: Right. And I think at least one of these fumbles was O-line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, the responsibility should go to the O-line. But... Kyle had a lot of time to throw these passes, and he just has to have some more pocket awareness.
1: Yeah. I, anytime you're in the midst of throwing it and it gets a fumble, yeah, that's not... I'm not blaming him for those, but he had a few that were definitely his fault here.
0: I notice he has kind of a long windup. Mm-hmm. He holds the ball down a lot by his hip. When he's getting ready to throw the ball, it kind of comes from his hip. And I've seen some other quarterbacks that kind of hold that ball a little closer to their chest when they're getting ready to throw it. And I wonder if that would be, I mean, I don't want to change his throwing motion, you know, at this point, he's 24 of 34, you know, he, he was very efficient passer, Mm -hmm. but you might think about holding the ball a little differently pre-pass.
1: Yeah. And two hands on it too.
0: Right. Uh, this was another game where Christian McCaffrey just dominated.
1: M V. P candidate,
0: I think so far you could really make a strong case for it. He had 37 yeah. touches. This well, game.
1: when Cam's not there, he is our bell cow, we run that offense through him, and obviously that's why 27 rushes, 93 yards, uh, one touchdown. He didn't get going great today, but he kept the chains moving, moving the ball. Needed. And then the he ball. had 10 receptions, 86 yards. So again, he's he's just what drives this offense. When Cam's not there, he's moving the chains.
0: Yeah, didn't didn't break any huge plays today, but had, you know, almost 180 total yards on offense.
1: So I got a question for you, Stephen. Uh-oh. At this time, can you guess the leading rusher in the NFL?
0: Is it Christian McCaffrey
1: it is Christian McCaffrey
0: (laughs) even after Leonard Fournette's day today
1: even after Leonard Fournette's day today Christian McCaffrey has 411 yards in four games he's averaging over 100 yards per game and just a little cherry on top to continue on with the thousand for thousand he has 218 receiving yards so he he's on pace to get to thousand thousand
0: He's he's getting there. He's so that's gosh, he's on pace for like 1600 rushing yards. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. um, I think the question has to be asked. 37 touches. Are we wearing this guy out too quickly early in the season?
1: I would contradict that question. Just saying I don't think the Panthers have a chance of winning without him getting those touches.
0: I agree. Uh, he's on pace for 315 rushing attempts.
1: That's not that many.
0: 80 receptions. So well over 400, or right around 400 total touches. Yeah. That's a lot.
1: That's, that's a lot, lot of hits. You're right, that is a lot of hits, but I think uh, 300 rushing attempts, that's not out of the realm of No, it's not. It's
0: not crazy. Um, there was a, I guess there's been a couple of games recently. Well, this was the most attempts he's had so far this year. So last mm-hmm. week he had 24 week one, he had 19 and week two, he had 16. So I guess they're not, not, they probably had to lean on him a little harder today because the passing game just wasn't getting a lot going in terms of scoring.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: and obviously when you know your quarterback fumbles it three times you kind of want to keep the ball out of his hands a little bit
1: yeah and i could honestly see us feeding in especially if we get into a game or two and we start going up i could see us spelling him with bonavan or scarlet a couple times i mean those guys are still really young and they may need a few more practices and stuff like that before they feel confident getting them in the game and getting a lot of touches or I wonder, more either, touches.
0: I know Bonifant had a little bit of uh, field time last week, but I don't think Scarlett, I haven't seen him on the field.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I did see, I think Christian McCaffrey did come up limping one play. I don't remember the exact play, but he went out for a, get, a play. I don't know who spelled him, but they obviously didn't get a, the ball. Right.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so third, uh, one thing that I wanted to look for in this game was our third down efficiency because that's been kind of a problem for us the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And we were at 50% today, 7 for 14. So not amazing, but that will do.
1: Yeah. For sure. As, and Houston, even though so far this season their defense hasn't been great they still have good players on that defense that they do i would not expect them to look awful and And they they made some big plays yeah today there's a lot of plays that i think kyle allen made the right read he threw the correct throw there was just a great defensive play and you can't stop great defensive plays
0: i agree yeah this uh I do want to brag on our defense holding Houston to 10 points with that dynamic, you know, all they've got dynamic playmakers all over the field on offense and holding yeah. the 10 points. Just amazing.
1: Yeah. And I think, to- bi- I think a big part of that was the pressure we got on Deshaun Watson. Uh, you won our beer bet of the week. I did it with uh, four and a half sacks. They get six and they pressured the crap out of Deshaun.
0: They did. And I think, especially with Dante Jackson not playing today,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which was a little bit of a surprise, I think, to most of us. i had seen a report Saturday where they said they expected him to play. So obviously he just didn't respond how they wanted. But with him not playing today, I think that was going to be a key in this game was to put as much pressure on Deshaun Watson as possible. And boy, they really came through.
1: Oh, yeah, they did. Hey. Uh, Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean, we held, like I was kind of said earlier, we held Deshaun Watson to 160 passing yards.
1: Yeah. We hit him 10 times. That's, that has to rattle him, especially with his injury concerns.
0: Yeah, and Houston, their fans will probably look to two passes
1: mm-hmm.
0: where he missed DeAndre Hopkins, who had... Bradbury beat badly, mm-hmm. and then Will Fuller had Ross Cockrell beat badly, and he just overthrew both of them. I think that you can point to a little bit skittish in the pocket after getting hit so many times to why those throws maybe were a little rushed and just not quite accurate.
1: I think that DeAndre Hopkins won, he was skirting around from You know, pass rushers, and he didn't set his feet. So I think that one was definitely due to the pressure that was coming around him.
0: Yeah, that was the earlier one in the Mm -hmm. game. And then I think I I would not put it past him to say that Will Fuller went a little later in the game, was absolutely just being hit so many times. I mean, you're going to want to get that ball out of there. Yeah. And maybe he just didn't quite take the time. And I actually saw several plays like that where he just kind of missed receivers. You know, Mm -hmm. a couple of them going to the sidelines with Kiki Kute and um, uh, Stills, Kenny Stills, when he was in there. Mm -hmm. Kenny Stills did go out with an injury in this game. Um, Yeah, it looked
1: bad too. It definitely looked like a hamstring where no one was around him, and all of a sudden he just darted to the sideline.
0: Yeah, that dreaded non contact injury.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, Shaq Thompson led the team with 12 tackles and it had a sack. Mario and
1: Addison.
0: Yeah, easily. and a pass defense. Yep. And another QB hit. Yeah. Uh, Addison had another two sacks today after three last week. He's coming on real strong.
1: Super Mario!
0: Uh, Bruce Irvin, in his first action, looked really good. Mm-hmm. He was all over the place, and he had uh, a sack as well. Uh, and your boy, Vernon Butler. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> he, made a good, he made a great play. I, he... He deserves it. That's right. And then uh,
0: Burns and Javian Elliott hey, combined hey, hey, for hey. a
1: he sack. Just glossed over Spider Burns. You get Spider to Burns. talk about Joey Sly all the time. I was but... going
0: to give you a little opportunity to talk about Burns. That's why I left him for last.
1: Spider Burns is being dominant out there. He only had a half a sack this game, but he had three quarterback hits, leading the team. That means he's getting there just a little bit late. Did he have that forced fumble? I can't remember if he did or not. He was in there. Yeah. I don't know if he was
0: credited with it, but he was definitely in there.
1: This this guy is going to be something special. He may not be Rookie of the Year or Defensive Rookie of the Year, but from what we can see so far, he is going to be special.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I had to put my vote on Defensive Rookie of the Year, I think he would... I mean, he'd be my leading vote-getter, just in the impact he's having on the game. Yeah. Uh, him or Joey Sly, I don't know. I mean, you could put Joey Sly in there for defensive or offensive MVP. I'm not sure. doesn't really matter. The guy is amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm to gonna...
1: 55-yarder today, so, yeah, he uh,
0: earned yeah. it. He, uh, three for three, he did, he had that huge 55-yarder that actually put us up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, 13-10, and I'm going to go ahead and call that the game-winning field goal yeah. myself. Yeah. That... Uh,
1: that boy has a leg too, because there was lots of room to spare. I'm not even gonna lie. At one time when we we're tied, I think we were like on our forty-one or their forty-one, mm-hmm. and it we didn't pick any yardage up. I was like, "Do we go for a field goal here?"
0: I thought about that too, and then I thought, <laughs> "No, no. It- <laughs> Why would you ever do that?" I said, "They're not moving the ball. Let's go ahead and punt it." Change huh? the field position. That's what they did. That was that was the right call. But. That
1: was the right call, but it crossed my mind. I was like, I wonder <laughs> if he could kick this.
0: <laughs> oh, he, he definitely could have kicked it. That's all I want to say. But uh, Houston's kicker missed a field goal early. And then you got Joey Sly, you know, three for three plus the extra point. Which, by the way, these extra points, you know, they're 35 yards now. So there are no gimmies.
1: Yeah. Um, but and, yeah. and I think Fairbairn... Fair Baron uh, missed his field goal because he was probably saw Joey Sly out there, his hulking self, and got mm-hmm. nervous and was like, "Wait, that's what a kicker can look like." Wait a minute, and looked at himself in the mirror and kind of got a little nervous.
0: Yeah, Joey Sly is the most intimidating <laughs> football player on the Panthers team. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to find. I want to try to find the clip of uh, our terrible commentators talking about joey Sly. the one time they were right this game was when they were talking about how just great joey Sly looked and <laughs> I, and they were like zooming in on his muscles and <laughs> it, was, it was my favorite part of the game
1: um speaking of special teams there is somebody else i think we need to talk about ray ray mcleod hey ray yeah i why are you taking it out of the end zone every time this I don't know if this is a special teams coach decision or not, but he's getting to the 15 or 14 yard line. Take a knee, get it to the 25.
0: He did have one pretty good return where he got out past the 30, but I'd rather have the ball at the 25 consistently than that one time you get to the 30. And then the rest of the time we're starting inside our own 15 yard line.
1: Yeah. And you seem to bobble the ball a lot, which that's your job. You're on this team to catch punts and kickoffs, and it doesn't seem like he's doing a very good job. I hope we bring someone else in this week either to light a fire under him or to replace him.
0: Yeah, well, I wouldn't mind seeing some competition there. You know, he hasn't really shown anything too impressive yet so far, and he's, like you said, made some questionable plays.
1: And I I believe he has at
0: least muffed one. Yeah, so I, I
1: don't like the fact... He muffed two in a row at the first game. Yeah. Uh, I don't like being nervous when the ball's in the air. It reminds me of back when Ted Ginn was our returner, and some reason he muffed all those punts. It's like, right. <sighs> yeah, I don't care. Fair catch it. Just <clears throat> make sure you catch it.
0: Let's give a little shout-out to uh, the punters, both punters in this game. Uh, Polardi, Panthers punter, Punted four times, had three inside the 20-yard line. Mm -hmm. Really changed field position a couple of times. But Brian Anger for Houston, (laughs) he had five punts. He averaged 51 yards a punt, and he had a 71-yarder. And this is another one where Ray Ray just Mm -hmm. completely missed where the ball was. And the ball landed somewhere, you know, 15 yards to the right of him and just rolled all the way down, like, to the 10-yard line. Oh, that was a 71 yard punt
1: i mean great pump by anger nothing wrong with that i but that was uh, we could have if he would have caught the ball and even fair caught it i think we would have got it on r35 the third,
0: they're right around the 35 yeah
1: yeah so that would have been decent field position but jeez
0: <laughs> yeah that was a not a great play for ray ray Uh, Just looking at the rest of the offense here, nothing really too impressive from anybody else. Uh, Jarius Wright probably had the catch of the game, though.
1: Yeah, Jarius Wright was really sneakily good today, being a nice little safety foul besides Christian McCaffrey for Kyle Allen. I mean, five catches, 59 yards. A couple of really
0: nice catches.
1: Yeah, and then he kept moving after the ball. Yeah, I'm really glad we're sticking with him in this slot. I know you're a big Chris Hogan fan, but I think Jarius Wright fits that slot position really well.
0: I would agree with you. Um, Chris Hogan, one catch for six yards, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Jarius Wright, and the play we're talking about, I'm sure if you haven't seen it by now, then you're going to want to go check it out. Uh, Right towards the end of the game, with really the Panthers needing to get a first down to sort of salt the game away, Um, J.J. Watt just completely blew through the blocking scheme. I don't even think he beat one person. He just kind of went through the line. Yeah. And Kyle Allen just did a matador move. ole him. Olay. <laughs> he went right over Kyle Allen. <laughs> Allen somehow was able to keep his feet and then just lofted a little pass right to Jarius Wright. Got the first down. Three ineffective rush plays later. Joey Sly kicks a field goal to put us up by six mm-hmm. and houston just wasn't able to even though they did get into hail mary range uh they just they weren't able to capitalize on that so yeah that was how the a, game ended
1: that was a tough situation for that defense you can't let anybody get behind you they did what they had to do even though they got those 20 30 yards and think about that that adds on to deshaun watson's stats. he probably got like 30 or 40 yards on that drive
0: yeah, I was going to mention that earlier when I was looking at his stats. He had 160 yards, but I guarantee you at least 30 of those came in complete garbage time.
1: Yeah, that it, just came to my head when I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, he pro- he may have had close to only like 120 yards passing yeah. before that last drive.
0: Right. Um, DeAndre Hopkins just, you know, every time this guy throws the ball, it's an interception.
1: well that's why they pay him to catch the ball but bradbury locked him down today
0: here's what i'm gonna say kyle allen a better quarterback than deandre hopkins
1: i think that's fact
0: (laughs) i think that's Uh, fact they ran a little trick play deshaun passed it back to the left side of deandre hopkins who just chucked the ball to a streaking running back and ross cockrell just kind of stood there while the ball came to him, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was the only interception from the Houston side. Uh, they had another turnover so, where Deshaun Watson fumbled the ball, but that play was that play was a bit of a game changer for us.
1: Yeah, it was a game changer, and supposedly Deshaun Watson was trying to wave that play off.
0: Oh, that, oh. that's what. Yeah, being well, as reported. a quarterback, he could probably tell.
1: <laughs> you know, that so. was not going to work. Yeah. Luckily, uh, Cockrell stayed at home and did that. But I, there is one pass play I want to talk or one the catch by Christian McCaffrey. Oh, there's third yeah. down uh, about six, six or seven. And there's pressure. So Kyle Allen overthrew McCaffrey. McCaffrey tips it to himself, tips it again. Somehow as he's falling, he cradles the ball catches it, hits the ground like a yard short, and slides another two yards to a first down. <laughs>
0: that, that play. Yeah, there's several plays here that you guys need to go check out if you haven't seen the game. Yeah. But that one especially was just pretty incredible. And even even the Panther-hating Rondé Barber commentator could not say enough nice things about Christian McCaffrey on that one. Yeah. And actually, you know, the commentators were not quite as anti-Panthers as they normally were.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Rondé States. Barber is... All- Pretty much always anti Panthers, and I don't know why they always put him on our broadcast on the Panthers broadcast. If we're playing the Bucks, I understand, but we're playing the Texans. Come on, man! He should be our home commentator.
0: uh, Rondé Barber is the D team of Fox commentators, and unfortunately, the Panthers every other year are a D team.
1: Yeah, I understand that, but. There's got to be another D team that we can get. I mean, I, it's it's he's not a fan of the team. He spent his whole career as a Bucks, as I a will. Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I know, but and that's you why can he... tell in his commentating. Yeah, I that's fine. I want a little Homer in my uh, my commentating team that's cheering for my team. You know, not him. Right. He's always negative. But he anyways, is. that was a great catch. <laughs>
0: It was a great catch. <laughs> it was a great catch. Uh, let's see. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel both had a, three catches. Um, Moore for 44 yards, Samuel for 32. Yeah, quite a quiet game for both of them today.
1: Yeah. They made good catches when it was thrown to them, but you just didn't really have that much opening and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's good, though. Yeah. Greg Olson was completely shut down. Two catches for five yards on four targets.
1: Yeah, that really helped my fantasy team.
0: <laughs> yeah, he uh the, I guess they game planned for him because he was just not able to get open at all.
1: Yeah. Hey, you know, we still won. That's all that matters.
0: We did win, uh, but I will I will definitely put this win on the defense, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh in fact, I don't even think. I don't think that's a crazy take to have the defense just completely shut down Houston. Um that interception that DeAndre Hopkins threw in the first half. I want to kind of revisit it a little bit because that was a tie game and they, the Texans were driving and that completely flipped the momentum. And we were able to come back and get a touchdown on that drive, mm-hmm. the only touchdown of the day for us. And we never trailed in this game. The Panthers never trailed in this game. Tied it a few times, but never trailed. And that was, to me, I'm calling that my play of the game. That interception throw from DeAndre Hopkins that really flipped the momentum for us.
1: Yeah. If you're going that is your play of the game, I'm going the Olay play as my play of the game because if he would, if Kyle Allen would have taken that sack, we'd have been out of field goal range. We'd have had to punt it. They would have had momentum because, hey, look, we just stopped them from there and they probably would have gotten a field goal or so. But just that Olay and he had the, mind to get the ball to jarius Wright. maybe not the best pass but he got it to him jarius Wright did what he had to do to get that ball down and that helped us bleed another a minute and a half or so off the clock that we really needed yeah
0: and you say not the greatest pass but i think under the circumstances yeah it was a great pass
1: i mean he was so wide open i was shocked he he didn't get up and try to get more yards but he was just happy catching that ball
0: yeah i think Given the circumstance and everybody kind of knowing what the circumstance is that if he catches that ball and sits on it, that there's a good chance you win that game. Yep. That was a great, a great play from everybody involved. Yep. Except for the offensive line.
1: Well, you want to do our heroes and zeros for the game. Sure. Why don't you start it off? For my hero, I'm going a little large. I'm gonna go Ron Bernie Rivera. Butter. not that large Ron Rivera his play calling and the whole defense as a whole because they just shut them down I mean rushing and passing their only touchdown was on a short field from a Kyle Allen fumble I mean they look dominant like I said they look championship caliber defense today
0: that's a great one uh Ron Rivera called a great game Ron Rivera gets a lot of crap from Panthers fans Mm -hmm. and a lot of it fully justified particularly how he handles injuries and but
1: and his timing his uh, game time management sometimes
0: yeah though I think that's a problem with all coaches (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah that what a what a game plan from the Panthers defense and this this defense is really catching fire yeah it is just from from the second half last week and then the entire game this week I'm very impressed with how he's handled this defense.
1: 14 sacks in 2 games. That's a lot.
0: <laughs> they figured something out. I mean, they there's no other way to say it. Um I'm going Christian McCaffrey for my hero in this game. I think he carried the offense. We we talked about it earlier. 37 carry or 37 touches total. Almost 180 yards and the touchdown, the only touchdown of the game. He kept the train moving. No explosive plays. Uh, other than that catch that you discussed earlier maybe Um, even though that was only like maybe an eight yard catch it was still just a huge play in the game Um, but yeah Christian McCaffrey just continues to roll and one of us has to give him the hero and I'll gladly take it
1: oh yeah I mean again without Cam here we're going to have to rely on McCaffrey. And thankfully, we can because he is such a good player. There's obviously no argument on this side with him being your hero.
0: Uh, let's go Zeros. Kick it off.
1: For Zeros, I hate doing this because he still had a good game. Kyle Allen, man, you almost cost us this game with your turnovers, your fumbles. Learn how to hold on to that ball. Take the sack. You know, hold on to it with two hands when you're not throwing the ball. And if you're under pressure to the point where you're going to go down, sit down. Do a Peyton Manning. He used to do it all the time. But other than that, you had a good passing game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I would have to disagree with you here. I mean, of course the fumbles make it... I mean, the fumbles are terrible and kind of inexcusable, to be honest. Um, other than the one we talked about that I think we could put on the offensive line. But... Just the fact that he kept coming back after mm-hmm. those just devastating turnovers and able to keep his composure, make solid throws. Again, he had a very good uh, per- passing percentage today. I would not be able to put him as a zero myself. Um, those plays for sure were zero plays, but the the man was able to kind of keep us moving, and we were able to move the ball today.
1: Uh- I agree, but those fumbles almost cost us this, the game. <laughs> they that did. DeAndre Hopkins interception that you keep talking about, they were on the 15-yard line because of a fumble.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, it, you're
1: right. I mean, we were lucky that our def- uh, that the defense showed up like that.
0: You're right, and if we if we lose this game, then I'm 100% behind you. It's he's mm-hmm. a zero. But winning this game, especially some of the tough throws that he was able to make particularly late in the game uh I, I just couldn't do it to him couldn't do it to him
1: okay so who's your zero
0: <sighs> my zero is gonna be chris hogan <laughs> just really really for the first quarter of the season just because the guy's done nothing well you know?
1: I, I don't know what you were expecting i, I thought curious wright was such something. a better slot guy for this team than he was he well, good, He offers good depth on the outside. I'm not going to deny that, but I just don't understand why you thought he was going to be such a big, big influence on this team. Well, this is a guy who's
0: been a deep threat playmaker for the Patriots for the last three years. I mean, he's had big plays for Tom Brady, and he's done nothing for us. Mm-hmm. And they haven't put him out there a lot. I mean, I'm gonna give him that they have not put him out there a lot, but obviously he hasn't shown in practice that he's able to go out there and beat Jarius Wright you know for that spot, so yeah, he's my zero and and again it's not maybe it's it's undeserved in terms of what you were expecting from him, mm-hmm. but I think we make kind of a it's a bit of a flashy free agent signing. I mean, the guy was with the Patriots for three years and made some big plays for them. And he's just done nothing. He's yes. got like three catches the whole yes. season. Um, so yeah, he's going to be my zero. And this may also be a product of, I don't like getting him in zeros when we win.
1: I, 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 understand that. And it's difficult. So I try to pick something out that we can pick on a little bit, yeah. you know?
0: Well, I'm, I'm fine picking on Chris Hogan. greg olson another maybe uh candidate for a zero just because he did nothing but i like greg olson and he had a huge couple of huge games for us previously so i'm giving him a pass
1: and i also think that they game plan to shut him down yeah i that's that happens
0: you want to do um let's do two honorable mention heroes you do one and i'll do one okay i've got mine
1: i've got mine go ahead
0: do you want to guess who mine is?
1: Is his name Joey Sly? Oh my God, it's Joey Sly. <laughs> three
0: for three, 55 yarder, his career high so far. And he won the game for us single-footedly.
1: Uh, I can't argue that. I can argue that he won the game single-footedly, but <laughs> I can't argue with his honorable mention. And for my honorable mention, I am going to stick with the defense and go Shaq Thompson nice shaq thompson has had a great year he should really be considered for the pro bowl so far a quarter way through he has really looked good people have not remembered thomas davis because he's been so good
0: yep i was just about to say he's he's playing better than thomas davis has played the last couple of years uh and yeah shaq did his best luke keekly impression today he was all over the place Mm -hmm. yeah incredible hey i was thinking Kickers, okay? Why would you ever draft a kicker before, like, the sixth round? Ever. Because you can get guys like Joey Sly completely undrafted, or you can get a Harrison Butker in the sixth round. You know, these are two examples that the Panthers fans have seen very close up the last couple of years that why would you ever draft a kicker super high? Tampa, Tampa Bay,
1: yeah, I see that I guess if they think that that kicker is going to be a solid kicker for years to come, I can get the point. But it seems more like a crapshoot, man. I mean, are because... we just
0: lucky as Panthers fans that we've had such good kicking, you know, even Graham Gano. I think Ganeau we are, to be honest with good you. Good kicker. I mean, we had John Casey, and then we went to Graham Gano, and now the Joey Sly era is here. Graham yeah. Gano's not coming back. He's not coming back.
1: Nah, not no not way. if Joey Sly continues to kick this well. I mean, it, talk about Pro Bowl. He may honestly have a Pro Bowl chance as a kicker t- this year. He's
0: he's only missed one, and it was a fifty-plus yarder,
1: mm-hmm. and he
0: barely missed it. Um, yeah, I I agree. I think he's having a great season. And this is this this podcast is a little strong on kicker talk, just because I'm so infatuated by Joey Sly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Oh, man. I can hear the few fans being like, "Really, you guys are talking about kickers again?
0: <laughs> what? what does this guy keep talking about, Joey Sly?
1: I don't understand."
0: Oh man. Well, hey, I we think are... we're
1: gonna.
0: Oh. Well, let, now let's let's recap a little bit here. So we are okay. two and two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we started off zero and two at home. Mm-hmm. We're now two and zero on the road.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, both you and I in our preseason um schedule review thought that we would be two and two at this point yep we thought we'd get there a little differently
1: yeah just a little bit
0: but we are two and two where we're we're where we thought we would be and i think we're actually in a better situation than where i thought we would be because we're on a roll we've won two in a row we're two and oh on the road and Mm -hmm. the road is always so tough to win in the nfl
1: and I think the team is really getting together and rallying behind Kyle Allen, because I honestly thought after that Tampa Bay game and we are going to have to start Kyle Allen, I thought the season was almost over, but it looks like we're really rallying behind him, coming up with a good game plan for him, and hopefully the offense will do better next week, but they are playing Jacksonville, so they' our good defense. So
0: that's right. Um- but I will say, man, if if Cam comes back, and this is the first time we've mentioned Cam in this podcast, if he comes back fully healthy, this mm-hmm. is going to be a scary team. It really is. Oh, man, this is going to be a scary offense. Um, all right, well, let's take a quick break. And when we are back, we will discuss the battle for the NFC South and the rest of Week 4. Hey, guys, this is Venice.
1: And I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor, and Flavor, Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ.
0: What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The touch. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lyft.
1: Because <laughs> they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying?
0: And we're not even that good. Right, we're terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Tandis all over the place.
1: And not only that, but they be keeping the fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies too.
0: Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think, no, not right now. Shut Did up, you up just... colonizer!
1: <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? He on Twitter, at... Vfu podcast. So Yo, you can find them. You can find them. So check one two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. Okay, what Flav was trying to say is check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground.
0: And we are back. It is time to discuss the battle for the NFC South crown. We will start off today by talking about the Tennessee Titans playing at Atlanta. Titans carried this one pretty easily, 24-10. to 10. Uh, They were... This game was over at halftime. It was 24-7 at halftime. Tennessee did not need to score anymore. Uh, the Falcons only scored three points in the second half. Uh, in fact, the I guess the entire game only three points were scored in the second half, but... Uh, Yeah, this game started off with uh, Atlanta 7, Tennessee 7 at one point in the first quarter, and then it was just all downhill from there for the Falcons. They had a fumble turnover. They had a turnover on downs, and Titans just took it away. Um, Matt Ryan had a lot of yards passing in this game, but no touchdowns. Mariota had a very solid game, 227 yards passing, three touchdowns. Uh, derrick henry put up another 100 yards carrying and the falcons go down jerry the falcons are not a good team
1: nope i know everybody was picking them to you know win our division or at least come in second and have that wild. they don't look good they can't run the ball um they can pass the all right but it just doesn't they don't have that good of a defense yeah
0: austin hooper led the team in receptions today Uh, or receiving yards with 130 yards but julio jones four catches for 52 yards he's very up and down this year yeah and they have no running game at all
1: no not at all and i could see them looking for a coach in the next couple weeks start the search
0: i think uh yeah between dan quinn and jay gruden of the redskins it's going to be a fight to the first coach fired yeah although i think jay gruden we'll talk about it later but i think he might be leading that race
1: (laughs) Well, let's move on to another NFC South opponent. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveled to the Los Angeles Rams and surprised a lot of people. They jumped out to a 21-0 lead in the first half, and then the Rams stormed back to cause it a 17-21, and then the Tampa Bay again scored right before half, making it a 28-17 before the half. And then in the fourth quarter... Second half, the scoring continued. The final score was Tampa Bay 55, Los Angeles Rams 40. They were just trading touchdowns in that fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, they had 44 points scored together. That is insane. Wow. Jared Goff had a game. He threw the ball 68 times, completing 45 times, threw for 517 yards. Jesus. Two touchdowns and three interceptions. And good Jameis Winston showed up. I mean, the that guy happens. is hot and cold. Yep. Sometimes he'll throw four interceptions. Sometimes he'll throw four touchdowns, like today. Yeah. He also threw for 385 yards on 41 attempts. Uh, they actually got some help from the running game unlike Los Angeles Rams Uh, they had Ronald Jones 2 carry the ball for 19 times for 70 rushing yards and a touchdown meanwhile Todd Gurley ran the ball 5 times for 16 and Malcolm Brown ran it for 5 times for 14 they only rushed 11 times total whoo
0: yeah Uh, wow 95 points put up in this game.
1: 44 (laughs) in the fourth quarter. I was watching the game and I was like, does anybody want to play defense?
0: How did the Panthers only score 14 points against the Bucks?
1: I don't know. Well, we did And I guess how
0: did we hold them to 20 points? (laughs) Maybe (laughs) is a better
1: question. Well, hey, hey. They lost last week to the Giants. It's a hot and cold team. It doesn't look like Bruce Arians has fixed this on-again, off-again, hot, cold team. That they
0: are. The Bucks could very easily and probably should very easily be three and one.
1: Yeah. I mean they I, missed that I, field goal.
0: Right. They shouldn't have won. Um, I do want to say uh Chris Godwin for the Bucks. I badmouthed him a few weeks ago before we played them because I didn't understand why people were so high on him. Twelve receptions for 172 yards and two touchdowns. This guy is the real deal.
1: Yeah, him and Mike Evans are gonna be a one, good one and two.
0: Chris Godwin, a little bit of a slow starter for his career, but man, has he come on uh, this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Now that puts Tampa Bay tied with us at two and two. Uh, the Falcons are now one and three at the bottom of the NFC South. And the Saints are two and one playing Dallas right now. So we don't know where they're going to sit. Hopefully they'll lose and they'll be back tied with us and we can all be tied for first Tampa carolina and new orleans
0: yeah that game is six to three new orleans right now so uh bridgewater's thrown one interception but otherwise he's eight for ten so he's been an efficient teddy bridgewater game manager like game but Mm -hmm. yeah um well that's the
1: battle for the nfc south crown and let's move on to the rest of the league Patriots, no surprise, beat Buffalo Bills. The game was close. They beat them 16-10. Josh Allen threw for 153 yards, but threw three interceptions. He was also knocked out of the game and, and doesn't look good. Probably will ha- be in concussion protocol. Frank Gore rushed 17 times for 109 yards. Cole Beasley had seven receptions and 75 yards. The Patriots are now 4-0, and while the Bills are at 3-1. and
0: all right, next game. This was a crazy finish here. Uh, the Chiefs defeated the Lions 34-30. to 30. You might not be surprised the Chiefs won, but this game came down to a Chiefs touchdown at the very end. Um, Detroit was in control of this game for a lot of the game. But uh, Pat Mahomes, 315 yards passing. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Kerryon Johnson for Detroit led the... Game in rushing 26 carries for 125 yards and Travis Kelsey, seven receptions for 85 yards. Also a nice little assist play by him. He caught a ball and immediately passed it off to LaShawn McCoy for another 20, 30 yards down the field to help make this game close. But uh, yeah, chiefs uh, move up to four and Oh lions two, one and one.
1: And Surprise, surprise, the Raiders beat the Colts 31 to 24. Uh, Raiders actually jumped out early on this game and held the score or held the lead all the way through. Colts tried to make a push in the fourth quarter, but just came up short. Jacoby Brissett had a heck of a game, though. Uh, 21 out of 46, 265 yards with three touchdowns. Josh Jacobs got rolling for Oakland on the ground with 17 carries, 79 yards. And Zach Paschal led Indianapolis Colts with four receptions, 72 yards. That puts the Raiders at a surprising 2-2, two and, two, and the Colts at a 2-2 two two as well.
0: Moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers against the Miami Dolphins. The Chargers win this game 30-10. to 10. Not a surprise there. Uh, Phillip Rivers had a nice game, 310 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Austin Eckler led all the teams in rushing with 18 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. He also had five receptions for 62 yards and a touchdown. So a good good game for him. Um, Dontrell Inman led both teams in receiving uh, for five five receptions for 76 yards. Melvin Gordon, I believe, was active for this game, but did not play or at least did not record a statistic. Um, So... Eckler kind of carried the load.
1: This is going to sound really funny, but I think the Dolphins have played better since Jonas Rosen has started. I mean, they at least like, look like a halfway okay team.
0: Yes, as they lose by 20 points. Yeah, that's
1: sad. <laughs> I guess. That's how
0: bad they looked before. Uh, yeah, so Los Angeles moves to 2-2, two and two, and the Dolphins drop to 0-4. Oh
1: and moving on to another bad team washington redskins lose another one to the new york giants 24 to 3 uh the redskins just look abysmal uh daniel jones has resurged the new york giants now two wins in a row uh daniel jones 21 out of 31 225 yards and one touchdown wayne Gallman. Subbing in for Saquon Barkley had 16 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. And receiving Sterling Shepard had seven receptions for 76 yards. Again, Giants now are at 2-2 and again, while the Redskins are now 0-4. We kind
0: of mentioned Jay Gruden a little earlier, but do you think he will be the first to be fired? And could it come Monday?
1: I think Monday's a little too soon. They're but 0-4. next Monday,
0: maybe. <laughs> They're 0-4. I think uh, their rookie quarterback, Haskins, came in and played a little bit in this game.
1: And I heard he looked rough.
0: He threw three interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he looked exactly like he looked in preseason, which is not good. Uh, let's move on to Cleveland Browns at Baltimore. Cleveland, this is another high-scoring game, 40-25. to Cleveland wins this one. Um Get back on the winning track for Cleveland. Baker Mayfield, 342 yards, a touchdown and interception. Um, Nick Chubb just absolutely went off in this game. 20 carries for 165 yards and three touchdowns. He is on my fantasy team. This was a good day. Uh, An 88-yard carry for him. And then Jarvis Landry, a massive day. Eight receptions for 167 yards. He also had a 65-yarder. Um, Odell Beckham quiet day for him two catches for 20 yards Uh, but Baltimore's been up and down and they've lost two in a row Uh, both of these teams end up at two and two and that division is up for grabs
1: yeah and it seems like Cleveland's best game plan is to run the ball because that's what they did last year when they were making that run I don't know why they kind of went away from that
0: by the way they've got Kareem Hunt coming back in Uh, Week 9, I think.
1: Oh, that's going to be scary. And now let's look at our last week's opponents. The Arizona Cardinals faced off the Seattle Seahawks, and they lose again. Uh, They lost to Seattle 27-10. People have figured out this offense. It's not lighting the yards up like it did the first couple weeks. I think they're going to have to go and tool it and redo it. Kyler Murray led passing with 22 out of 32 passing attempts for 241 yards and one interception. Chris Carson for Seattle ran the ball 22 times for 104 yards. And David Johnson led the game with receiving for eight receptions, 99 yards. Uh, again, 27-10 Seattle. Seattle now is up to 3-1, while Cardinals are now 0-3-1.
0: Moving on to another interdivision matchup. The Minnesota Vikings visit the Chicago Bears. Chicago pulled out a victory in this one 16-6. This is another defensive matchup. Um, Kirk Cousins did lead both teams in passing for 233 yards on 36 attempts, but could not get anything going in terms of scoring. He had zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Dalvin Cook had 35 rushing yards for Minnesota with a touchdown. He got the only touchdown in the game for them. Um, Stefan Diggs, seven catches for 108 yards. Uh, he finally got going. He's been very quiet this year so far. But the story in this game was the defense. Um, Chicago just has continued to look dominant. And any games they win are going to be one because of that defense. Mitch Trubisky did go out of this game with an injury. Uh, no idea how severe it is yet, but that's something that we'll definitely talk about on our next show. Uh, Chicago goes to 3-1, and one, and Minnesota drops to 2-2. Two and two.
1: And looking at our next week's opponent, the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Denver Broncos 26-24. This game was, went down to the wire, and Jacksonville won with a game-winning field goal as time expired uh joe flacco threw for 303 yards and three touchdowns leonard fournette ran wild on this game 29 carries 225 yards and emmanuel sanders for the broncos had five receptions 104 yards very close game but in the end jacksonville improves to two and two while the broncos fall to zero and four uh we
0: do have Monday Night Football, Bengals at Steelers. That is going to be a snooze fest. Not interested in that game at all. Two 0-3 teams. Um, But, Panthers fans, rejoice. We are 2-2. We are on a winning streak. And I'm hoping and pretty confident that it's going to continue after this week.
1: Yep. And we have a couple five-star Apple reviews that we get to go over today. (laughs) Woo-hoo! For from a... In a City Like Yours, great show. Check it out. Get all the Carolina Panthers news here. That's right. You can come here. Another one from Domestic Goddess. Awesome podcast. I love your podcast. I find it informative and entertaining. Well, thank you. And if you want your review read on our show, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And as always, thank you for listening to Meow Mix Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast or email any questions or comments to our Meow Mix mailbag at gmail.com.
0: See you Thursday. Keep pounding.